0: This is a new thing. Um, so, a little weird. I've been building to this for about... probably about 16, 17 years. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to The New Jesus. Um, Reviewing just a little bit, um, we started. uh, Jesus comes on the scene in the Sermon on the Mount and says, I'm here to fulfill scripture and I'm here to shake things up. And then he shares, blessed are the blessed are the, which really means happy, happy are, happy are, and some of those don't make sense. And then he says, I've come to tell you that the old law said if you do this, it's a sin, like murder. I'm telling you, if you think about murder, you've already done it. You're guilty of it. And And you've heard this about a divorce. I'm telling you this about divorce that's way more stringent than the old law even was. And then at the end of the whole thing, Jesus says, I think in sort of a capsulization, be perfect. And, and I believe that what Jesus was presenting there was an extension of the Old Testament uh, that Paul said the whole purpose of that law was so that sin would increase. Which means God started after Eden with plan B, not plan A. Which I know no one, I don't know anyone who would do that. I would never do that. Hey, we're in a board meeting. Hey, this is our best, uh, this number one is our best chance at, at success. But let's start with this one, the number two choice that we're not sure if that will be successful or not. Let's start with the worst option. <laughs> Nobody does that! I, I, I can't think of time in my life I did that. Uh, and, and, and if you were in that board meeting and you're the one that suggested it, you're probably not in the next board meeting, okay? Um, but God did that, alright? And, and He started with what He knew wouldn't work. It was never intended to work. In fact, it was intended to make things worse, not better. And I shared in that teaching why I believe he did that. And there's a really, really good reason for it. All right. so that was number one. Number two that we talked about is we're built for relationships. Okay, God stepped out on space and said, I'm lonely, I'll make me a man. He makes man and says, it's not good for man to be alone. For God so loved the world, relationship, that he sent his son, etc. We're built for relationships. So if we're not prioritizing that, and if those relationships are not what they should be, then there's no way we can be as happy, healthy, successful as it's possible for us to be. And then number three, we're built for relationship, but we're also built for fear and selfishness. We've got both of those software programs in us, and they're both running all the time. And, and it says man's in th- the 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 desire, the thoughts, the intention of man's heart is has been toward evil from his youth. Wow! So we've got both. We're built for love and relationship, but we're also built for fear and selfishness. So my question today is how do you win? How do you get to 70-80 on the front porch rocking chair thinking back on your life and to think and feel? I won. Didn't do it perfect. A lot of things could have been better. If I could go back, I'd probably go back and change a few things. But overall, I feel great about my life. Or I feel really good about my life. I won. Okay? Well, I would assert that's what all of us want. Every one of us. We want to win our life. We want to win this life. Alright? And, and now, we may have a wrong definition of what winning is, some of us, and, and we'll talk about that in another one, probably. But we want to win. And, and maybe for some of us, we don't want to lose even more than we want to win. I want to win, but I really don't want to lose. I grew up in athletics, and I knew a lot of people, including me, that felt that way. All right. Well, how do you not lose and how do you win? Okay. And I believe it's fairly clear cut. And we're going to start down here instead of up here. God started with plan B. For today, the way we're going through this, uh, let's talk about what's down here instead of what's up here. We'll get to what's up here. All right. So, how do you win? All right. Uh, let's take a look at what God says about how you win. Okay, Ephesians three. Sorry, need my glasses here. Ephesians three, and and a lot of you are very familiar with this. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more Than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work in us. All right, He's talking about winning a life beyond imagination. God is telling us how to win this life. All right, and He's saying it cannot just be good; it can be beyond your imagination, based on His power. That is at work within you. All right, well, what is that power? Let's go back a little bit. That was uh, starting in verse 20. Let's go back a little bit. Um, Here it is in verse 19. To know the love that surpasses knowledge. To know in your heart the love that surpasses knowledge. That's what leads to beyond what you can ask or imagine for your life. To know the love in your heart of God, of Jesus, of of your significant other, of yourself, of other people. To know. And that word know is the word for a husband and wife knowing each other on their wedding night. That's not some superficial, you know the definition of it. That's experiential know. To know the love in your heart internally, that is beyond knowledge. That is the prerequisite for beyond what you can ask or imagine, for winning in this life. But wait a minute, God's not through. There's some other stuff. John 10.10 Here we go. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they, you, may have life and have it to the full. And the the word picture in Greek is a 50-gallon barrel drum that is not just full, it's overflowing. Okay? So, Jesus came... God's plan for this whole thing before the foundation of the world was that you would have abundant, magnificent, beyond imagination life, overflowing, not just to the top, but even overflowing. And then last one we look at, Romans eight twenty-eight: All things work together for good to those who are called... According to the Lord's, who who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Let me read that one because I read the other ones. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Okay, so what does that mean? To me, this one, Romans 8, is monstrous because it guarantees an outcome. It says if you love God, if you have that love that is beyond knowledge in your heart, inside you, if you have that, and if you are doing what God calls you to do in his life, which is love, Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? Love, and the second one is love. John said, they'll know you by your love. It's it's everywhere. For God so loved, we read just a minute ago. All Right? So, this one guarantees an outcome. That if you do it this way, if you do your life this way, I guarantee you win. And I believe God is saying in here, because it is a guarantee that even if you made a wrong choice, if you did it in love and truth, God will intervene in life circumstances and make it as if you made the right choice. Wow! Miraculously! So I believe this is the only guaranteed outcome for your life that exists anywhere. And God says all things will work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Okay? So, very clearly, and there's many more instances. These are three of my favorites. God says this is how you win. Okay. Now, let's go another place. What does God say about... The requirements for winning ultimately, including the requirements for entrance into the afterlife, into heaven. Okay? What does God say about that? All right, let's take a look. James 127. Religion. that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So God says here in James 1 that faultless religion, pure religion, religion that's acceptable to him is one that is about relationship. It looks after needy people. Okay, do you hear that part? Um, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And number two, to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. That's back to love again. The whole law is summed up in love. And what he calls us to is love. Jesus says if you love, you've done it all. You've kept the whole law. So two things. Relationship and helping people that need help. And number two, love. All right? That's true religion. The one that God stamps you pass. All right? And that's, I don't know if that's pass or fail or or on a curve, but God just tells us what He stamps as a passing grade. All right. Uh, Matthew 25, 31. The entrance exam heaven. Matthew 25, 34 Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by the Father take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For, here's the entrance exam. I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous, the people who are trying to get into heaven, will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you... When did we see you a stranger? And then the king will say... Whatever you did for one of the least of these, you did for me. Okay? So the entrance exam is relational and helping people that need help in loving relationship. Okay? Um, three things the Lord requires. Micah verse, chapter 6, I believe. Verse 8. 8 What does the Lord require of you to act justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God Act justly that's back to love again In love is summed up the whole law So if you act in love you've you're stamped there Um to love to love mercy to act justly love mercy not wanting people to be punished, but wanting to give mercy and walk humbly with your God, which is right relationship with God. All right? And then the last one we're going to take a look at, Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up problems among the brothers. Okay? Every one of those are living in fear, seek pleasure, and avoid pain rather than love. Every one of them. All right? So if you did reverse engineering on this I believe God is saying here if, if you act in love you know that love in your heart that is beyond knowledge and, you, and he came that you have life and you have it because you love him and are trying to do what you feel like God wants you to do and in Romans 8, you have the guaranteed outcome as long as that love and relationship are your top priorities. And so you've got both. You've got the promise, then the guaranteed outcome down here. You have the entrance requirements, and they fit together perfectly. Okay? And all of them together in one capsule say you prioritize relationships and and love in the present moment, and you get the guaranteed outcome and you pass the entrance exam. Okay? And and if that's true, if you pass the exam and you get the guaranteed positive outcome, you win. And I believe it's the only way you can win if you prioritize yourself and seek pleasure and avoid pain, if you prioritize money or career over relationships, if you don't know the love of God in your heart that is beyond knowledge, you know anger and selfishness and, and uh, frustration and irritation and unforgiveness and rejection and things like that, you do not pass the entrance exam, you don't have the guaranteed outcome, and I believe when you get to the end of your your life, you'll feel like, I messed it up. And you will feel some degree of guilt, shame, loss, regret, whatever. Now I believe if you're at that age, you can start over right then and there at 85 sitting in the rocking rocking chair on the porch and win, okay? Starting at 85. But until you get there, this is the way of guaranteed outcome. These are the entrance exams. They fit together. Prioritize relationships, love, right with God, right with Jesus, right with yourself, right with other people, the present moment in love, regardless of whether it's what I want in Seek Pleasure, Avoid Pain or Not, and you win. Now, another way to kind of think about this, if it helps you, is a lot of what we're talking about is... Instant gratification versus delayed gratification. In every study I have ever seen, and I've seen at least a hundred of them over 30 years, that's ever been done on this says that delayed gratification, if you test children for instant versus delayed gratification, and some of the ways they would do that, you can have one piece of candy now or two pieces of candy in 30 minutes. Or or, or something like that. Uh, You you could do. There's there's endless possibilities of how you could do that. But it's always something. You can have something right now, or something better later. All right. Well, every outcome test, even ones that go into those uh, those children's forties, fifties, and sixties, is that the people who could who who naturally delayed gratification were happier healthier, made more money, had better relationships, had fewer divorces, did not go bankrupt as much, lived longer. I mean, every possible thing you could think of. Instant versus delayed gratification is a predictor for it. It's unbelievable. And so in a way, that's what we're talking about here, is in, it Because instant gratification is always, I want more pleasure and less pain. Okay? That's instant gratification. So if you're able to put that aside and say, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know I want that. I see that there. But I'm going to choose to do what I believe is love-based, what is prioritizes relationships, what is best, what is right, regardless of whether it gives me more pain or less pleasure. I don't care. Well, I may maybe I care, but I'm not going to live my life that way. I'm going to live my life for what is right, present, love-based, relational-based, even if it means more pain and less pleasure. That's delayed gratification. Okay? So, how would that look over... The course of a day. Let, let's take a look at that. Alright, so how would that look in the course of your day? I, I, I thought about this over the last week in preparation for this. So let's say uh, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is take some supplements. Okay? Um, Vitamin C, a multivitamin, some other things, okay? But Hope and I have a station where all those things are and it's just like big enough for one person, okay? So if Hope and I get up at the same time and I've got this, okay, I've got to get all this stuff done and then get to this first appointment at my work, all right? So the first thing is taking my supplements, but... Hope is either already there or I can tell she's headed there. But I also know I've got disappointment coming up. So I can either um I can either delay gratification or instant gratification. So I can tell her, honey, I've, I'm sorry, but I've really got to get to this meeting. Can I go first? Okay? Which would be, let's say, a red X. Or I could say, honey, you go first. And, 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 and you got to get this. But if, if that is to count, really, I have to be doing it not to get anything back. Not so she'll like me better or anything else. Simply because I love her and I'm putting her before myself. That's it. Not expecting a thing. All right. So if I do that, I get a check mark. Okay? Uh, Then, we go to the shower. Same thing. Okay? She's ready for the shower, but I've got a deadline coming. I can do the same thing. Honey... You go. Uh, let me go first, or honey, you go first. All right. And then is uh, I'm I'm passing the garbage, which is overflowing. And one of my jobs is to take out the garbage, but I'm already kind of running behind time. So I think in my mind, I should take out that garbage. But then the other little bird on my shoulder says, no, 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 you can do that later, don't worry about it. But I know that when Hope is dressed and comes into the kitchen and sees that overflowing, it's going to bother her and there's a chance she's going to empty it herself, which is not her job, just because it's overflowing and somebody needs to do it. And I've done this one a thousand times. Uh, I just ignore that and think in my mind, I'll do that later, even though I know she's probably going to do it because it's overflowing, all right? But I don't care, because I want to get what I want. Then I get into traffic, and someone wants into the traffic. I can say, no, I'm in a hurry, or I can smile and tell them to go on, all right? And this goes on all day long with... uh, getting to work, talking to my colleagues, uh, filling the the water thing back up maybe at work, uh, starting more coffee at work, emptying the garbage, taking time to acknowledge a good job done by somebody, um, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. So this happens all day long. And if I choose to do these I'm pushing my stress button every time because I know I'm seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. I'm choosing instant gratification rather than prioritizing relationships and love. And I may even have the thought, okay, this is not going to make my day real great because when I do these things I don't feel great about myself but I just sort of suppress that and put it away. Oh, it'll be okay, and tonight when I get home, I'll relax for four hours, five hours, six hours, and watch mindless TV, and it'll bring me back down to normal, okay? Um, and, and I've literally gone through years where I've done that all day, every day, and I guarantee you, I felt at the end of the day, maybe not like I have lost but like I'd kind of wasted that day. That day could have been so much different. I had opportunities all day long for relationship and love and and doing what's right in the present moment with delayed gratification rather than instant gratification for what I want, when I want. See, See, taking out the garbage is painful. You get that? It's painful, it really is. Not physically painful, It's emotionally painful for most people, okay? So, all during the day, we're deciding whether to do it or not based on consequences if we do it or not and whether it's painful or pleasurable. And I'm saying that's the wrong criteria. It needs to be... um, We need to give no thought to painful or pleasurable or dismiss that thought and say, no, what is love-based and prioritizing relationship and is do it, it's doing what is right and best and delayed gratification in the present moment. That's how we need to evaluate it. And, and when I do that, I, I choose this one. Oh honey, you go first. Oh honey, you go first. I'm gonna take out the garbage even if I'm a little bit late. I'm gonna do that laundry, even though it's not mine. I'm gonna clean up that spill, even though I'm not the one that spilled it. I'm gonna go out of my way to build relationships at work with a little encouragement. A question where I really seem interested about their life. Doing the absolute best job I can, not just to get a promotion, but because I try to do my absolute best no matter what I do. Okay? And living that way, you will experience the love in your heart that is beyond imagination and God will make all things, see that word, all things, not 99%, all things work out for your best. That's the guarantee, the outcome guarantee And the promise is that you will experience abundant life, a wonderful life, a fantastic life, an eight, nine out of 10 life. And this also qualifies you, you pass the entrance exam for the kingdom while you're on this earth and heaven when it comes to the next, okay? So to me, if we're talking about winning or losing, based on what we've talked about so far in the New Jesus, this is how you win, and it's the only way you win. You choose anything other than this, what we've talked about, you lose that day. If it's being evaluated over a day, if it's one particular area, you lose that area, even if you make money on it, you still lose it because you did it for the wrong reasons. The why was wrong, okay? Um, so it's up to you. Do you want are you winning or losing now? Or do you feel somewhere in the middle? Most people are somewhere in the middle. Well, how would you like to start having beyond what you can ask or imagine? the love that's beyond knowledge in your heart, have everything work out for your best, even if God has to do it miraculously, and your best possible life are close to it. I believe that's what the new Jesus came to do. And it was planned before the foundations of the world. It was carried out. And he is now alive. He and I are one, the mystery of the ages. He is at the right hand of the Father. The Father is always working. And Jesus is always interceding for me and for you with the Father. So, if you have not tried, I believe, God's plan on how to win this day, this project, this life... Man, aren't you cheating yourself if you don't at least try it. And that's what I advise. Try it. Join hands with me and people all over the world who are trying it, doing our best to live this way, and are experiencing these kind of things more and more and more. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, blessed day.